Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Draft night is something kids grow up dreaming about. For Saints rookie defensive end Isaiah Foskey and his friend Gunnar Rask, it's a night neither of them will forget for reasons neither could have imagined. Rask and Foskey have been friends since they started dreaming of playing in the pros. From youth football to high school teams, you'd often find them together, even if it was for a quick meal or some downtime before another practice. We go back quite a ways. Um, I think the best way to start is when we were in probably early elementary school, or not early elementary, early middle school. Um, we would do a lot of the same like recruit camps around the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And his dad and my mom got to know each other, obviously, like through talking and stuff. And then uh, he actually played the same youth football league as me, the same team, uh, East County Lions. And we weren't on the same team. I was actually on the the team up for or like above him because I weighed more than him at the time. So I had to play up. And then uh, I knew him well through that. And then we got to De La Salle. And then the, from there, like the relationship just flourished through high school. And then uh, we stayed in contact throughout college and stuff. So he's he's definitely been a very close friend of mine for many years now. It didn't take long for Rask to see the potential in Foskey. The defensive end would go on to play at Notre Dame while Rask committed to Cal. I mean, Isaiah was probably really young. I, I think he got his first offer from Division One college in like eighth grade or something like that. I mean, I, I knew yeah. right away he was going far. And then uh, it was funny. I mean, like he was spent many nights on my couch uh, at De La Salle because I don't live too far. So we have early morning practices the day after our football games on Friday night. And so uh, he would spend many nights here for early morning practice. And actually a lot of his college offers with like head coaches. Uh, I remember he got his UCLA offer like on my living room couch. He was very excited. It was like one of his first big offers and he went jumping up all around the house. And I think he took his shirt off and ran down the street. He's like, I got an offer from UCLA. He was very <laughs> excited. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, uh, I've always known Isaiah is going to go very far in life with football. And uh, for me, I mean, I got my offer from Cal my senior year and uh, it, it Personally, for me, I mean, it wasn't I lived 25 minutes away from the campus, so it mm. was a perfect fit for me. And I tried my best to get Isaiah to come to Cal, but he was really set on the Notre Dame and the Irish. So I, I, I totally supported that. And uh, I think it was a great fit for him. When the draft process got going, despite playing high school ball an hour north of Levi Stadium and the Niners being close to home, Foskey had set his sights on the Saints. So this is a team I talked to so much, fell in love with them, loved the coaches, started talking to them a lot. And just the vibe of the whole team is New Orleans. And I just, I, this is like the team I wanted to go to. I kept telling everybody, I want to go to this team. This is the team I want to go to. As round one got underway, Foskey was on the edge of his seat, his friend Gunner right beside him. I was actually there the first night on round one mm-hmm. and surrounded by obviously all of his friends and family, a lot of people from Dale Sal and throughout like his college career, a couple of his Notre Dame teammates. And, uh, you know, I thought for sure he was going to go around one and me and my mom had brought cupcakes and it was like this big, huge celebration. And then he didn't go. Uh, it was it was pretty hard just because I really just want to know where I'm going. And then the Saints picked uh, Brian Breesey. I was like, oh, I'm, I really want to go there. But looked at him like, all right, we're going to be here tomorrow. He's like, OK, we'll see you guys tomorrow. He's like, mm-hmm. no, he's like, I'm going to go tomorrow. So um, we, were, we were had no doubt in our mind that we were going to be there the next day. Then things changed. Gunnar Rask's grandfather, the De La Salle football team's unofficial mascot, who never missed one of the boys' games, was placed on life support. 
I was actually picking up more cupcakes for the draft party the next day. And I was at the cupcake store and that's when I got the call from my mom and she let me know that my grandfather had been placed on life support. And I mean, immediately right away, I headed over to the hospital and then I, I, I got there and I realized like, man, I'm not gonna be able to make his draft party. It was in a couple hours. Um, so I called him and I was like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to make it. And my grandfather's in the hospital. He's like, no problem, man, do you? You know, family comes first. I totally understand. I was like, okay. No matter how many times you've played the dream out in your head, reality can throw you a curveball. And it's in those moments where friendship runs deep and true character shines. That night, Isaiah went 40th overall to the Saints. And we had this little TV in the hospital room. It was me, my grandfather, my immediate family were all surrounding the bed. And it went on the little TV and the whole hospital floor erupted. Like everyone was celebrating. We're like, you, you got drafted. And um, it was just really awesome to see. And like we were all celebrating stuff. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And then, you know, like the, the high kind of settled down. And then all of a sudden I get a text from Isaiah and he's like, I'm on my way. And I, I didn't really process it at first because I'm like, yeah, you're on your way to the NFL, buddy. Like, let's go. And then like, like a couple seconds go by. I'm like, does he mean he's on his way to the hospital? And I was like, bro, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, I want to do this. I'm on my way right now. And I'm like, dude, I, he had a lot of friends and uh, family come over there. I mean, there was more than 100 people at the house. And I was like, dude, you don't have to do that. Like, go celebrate with them. I know they had a lot of family from uh, that came all out from New York. And I was like, just go celebrate with them. He's like, no, I want to do it. I'm on my way right now. We're almost there. I'm like, all right, well, I'll come get you. So um, I went down and met him, him and his dad and his mom in the lobby. And then I took them up to my grandfather's hospital room and he was able to say hi to my grandfather. Isaiah had known my grandfather for quite a while. My grandfather mm -hmm. was, uh, as we like to say, kind of like the unofficial mascot at De La Salle. He, um, <laughs> I had four cousins before me go through De La Salle, all older. I was the last in my family. So my grandfather would come to as many football games, as many practices as he possibly could. He would sit in the, the back end zone in his little electric cart and watch us and support all of my friends and all of my cousin's friends throughout De La Salle in high school. Um, big football guy, loved De La Salle. And so he really loved Isaiah a lot. Um, he really supported Isaiah. It was funny because um, it was really important for my grandfather to see Isaiah get drafted because I, I knew he really cared about like where he was going to get drafted. He thought he was going to the Raiders. <laughs> I don't know why, but he thought he was going to the Raiders. Thank God he didn't because I'm an Anders fan. I wouldn't, I would have had a hard time putting on Raiders for <laughs> Isaiah. But um, yeah, no, so uh, definitely um, it was really cool for Isaiah to show up and get to see my grandfather one more time. And I know it meant the world to my grandfather. So. Uh, it, was, it was important because I knew he was in the hospital the Thursday, that Thursday, and Gunnar and his mom was still able to come. And then that Friday, they say it got even worse. So I was like, all right. And uh, that day, too, they were saying that he's going to stay, try to stay up until I got drafted, his grandpa. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to, like, pull the pug, pull the oxygen off of him. So I was like, like deep down, I was just like, I have to go there. Just pretty much say my goodbyes after I get drafted. And good enough, I got drafted early enough in the second round so I can make it there and then come back. I mean, I was flabbergasted. I mean, I, I honestly, I was like, dude, like, here's this guy. He's probably at the highest moment of his life right now. You know, he made it. He's in the NFL. He's like, the culmination of all of his work has finally paid off. And he, like, you know, there's so many different things that could be going through his mind right now. And the first thing that's going through his mind is I need to go see my friend from high school's grandfather in the hospital. And I, like my family was like, you mean the guy that we just saw on TV on ESPN? He's, he's coming here right now. <laughs> yeah, he's coming here right now, guys. And they're like, no way. And then he came into the room. And I mean, it was just honestly, me and my entire family were just speechless. It was a really like surreal experience for sure. That is really wild that you are watching him on TV. And then a few minutes later, he's right there next yeah, to you guys. It was crazy. Yeah, I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. And it's like. You know, the way I kept telling people about it after the whole thing, like the experience happened after he did it, it's like, you know, that's a really cool thing for him to do. And a lot of people looking in like, man, that's awesome for him to do. But I know Isaiah really personally, and that's not out of character of him at all. You know, he's always done everything in life, you know, 
on and off the field. He does everything high class, you know, the highest caliber possible. He does everything 100%. And I knew that there was nothing more that probably meant more to him right there in that moment than to be able to say goodbye to my grandfather. So, yeah, I did not yeah. expect anything else from him. <laughs> Relationships, like a lot, even with coaches, uh, teammates, past teammates, like Gunner, like, Dale South means a lot to me. I have a lot of friends from Dale South, and these are like lifelong friends from Dale South, Notre Dame, and eventually the New Orleans Saints. But relationships, they mean a lot to me. That's the softer side of Foskey. His off-field demeanor, the complete opposite of what he turns into on the field. Once I step on the field, that's when a lot of my emotion just comes out, just more intense, more like laser and focused, like off the field. Like me, I'm more laid back, just chill having fun with the guys, talking with the guys, just having, like, a lot of fun. But, I don't know, just right when I step on the field, just, like, a switch just flips. I can't control it. Uh, no, on the football field, he's a beast. I mean, uh, I, I've watched him for me. I actually played against him this year. Cal went out and played at Notre Dame this year, and I got to see him one more time on the football field. And, I mean, I'm, I'm sad to say, but he tore up us up on defense. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, he's an absolute monster on the field, and I was very excited because, um, obviously, Cam Jordan at the Saints, uh, he's come and talked to the Cal D-line quite a lot while my tenure there at Cal. And, uh, yeah, no, I was very excited that he's going to be getting to play opposite from him and learning so much from him because I know he's a great mentor for Isaiah. I'm like, no perfect guy that I want to mentor Isaiah in the league. And Foskey hasn't held back on how excited he is to meet Cam Jordan. I'm looking forward just to meeting all the players, especially Cam Jordan, trying to go under his wing, uh, learn from him, learn the ropes from him, and just going through the whole training camp and going to the season, playing all the all the teams that we're going against. While Foskey can't wait to learn from the eight-time pro bowler, the rookie has often found himself in a leadership position throughout his young career. So I don't know if you know any history about our high school, but we have this thing called a commitment card. And it's, it's very important to us because we basically hold each other accountable, very high standards there at DLSL High School. And so um, what you do is you have a game goal, a practice goal, and a lifting goal, uh, like strength and conditioning goal. And you give it to somebody on the team that you trust that's going to hold you to those goals for that week during the, the game week. And I always got Isaiah's and Isaiah always got mine. We were both team captains. And, you know, I always felt like, you know, Isaiah's going to hold me to the highest degree possible that I, I can know, like I can push myself as a college or as a high school football player. And uh, I mean, I know a lot of other guys would also commit their cards to Isaiah. I mean, they saw him definitely as a, just a natural born leader. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely think that, you know, Isaiah eventually will get into a definite leadership role on that team, if not very soon. So yeah, you guys are definitely getting a natural born leader for the Saints right now. Uh, I feel like a lot of people just draw towards me just because I don't know, I might have like that figure type of like look and like walk about myself, but it's something that I always just had coming from like Dale Sal, even at Notre Dame too. People always like drawn towards me, but it's like a leadership role, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm always you. I'm used to like having that leadership role. Foskey joined the rookies in New Orleans for mini camp last weekend, flying into New Orleans for the first time Thursday. No, it was just a lot of emotions. Like and this is my first time in Louisiana, like ever. So actually going to the airport, they're playing the trumpets, like the witness saints, they're playing all of that. So it was like a real like New Orleans type of like welcoming. And just seeing the facility, walking through the facility, seeing the field, seeing, meeting the coaches. It was just like all around just like great experience. You got your first practice behind you mm. with the rookies today. Is it kind of like, all right, I'm here. I'm I'm a NFL player now. No, yeah. It, it, I had that feeling right when I stepped on like, not on the campus, but like this facility. Sure. <laughs> like I was like, wow, I'm really like an NFL player for New Orleans Saints. 
Rask will stay on the West Coast as Foskey settles into his new home in Louisiana. The two will stay close, with calls and trips already in the works. So me and my mom already talked about it. We actually have another friend, uh, Henry Toto, the middle linebacker for Alabama. He got drafted by the Texans, and the Saints are playing at the Texans this year because we just we saw the schedule. And mm-hmm. so my mom's trying to figure out, like, okay, we want to go to that one because we want to see both of them play each other. And then uh, we're going to try to make it out to the home opener, obviously, because I know that's going to be, like, first time on the NFL field. You know, it's going to be awesome against the Titans. So, yeah, we're very excited. We were looking at the schedule yesterday. Have you ever been to the Superdome? I have. Um, I'm a big Niners fan. My family has season tickets to the Niners. And so we went when the Niners lost to the Ravens uh, in the 2013 Super Bowl when the lights went out. And that yeah. was a very sad experience because the Niners lost, obviously. But um, I'm looking to make a lot more happy memories in the Superdome wearing a Saints jersey for Isaiah. So, yeah, no, first Saints game for sure. In the meantime, Foskey is thankful for a few familiar faces among the Saints rookie class, like former Notre Dame kicker Blake Groupie. So he was here before me. So like right when I got here, I went straight to him. Like, show me what's what. But he was here like a couple hours before, so at least he knew some of the stuff. But it's always great like coming here and knowing someone. And I knew Jay Kaner too. So he flew here at the same time on the same plane. Yeah. How did that relationship start between you and Jake? I met him in high school playing against him. I think it was like my sophomore year. It was the senior year. It was 2017, and I played against him. And then I like throughout college, we just weren't talking to, uh, wasn't talking as much. I mean, he started talking a lot more when I saw him as a senior bull and then a combine. Then now, for like for a long time, I knew him the Saints. Foskey's new teammates and Saints Nation will quickly see what his longtime friend and former teammate Gunnar Rask already knows. He's just an all-around great guy. Uh, you know, I mean, just get really get to know him. He's going he's gonna to be very personal with people. And, you know, I, I just think that the Saints really got a great draft pick. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for him up there on the edge. And uh, he's just going to be an absolute force. And I'm not going to be surprised if he does a lot of amazing things this season. So definitely get ready because Isaiah Foskey is coming. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.